0: Hello and welcome to the Sunday special episode of the You Up podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared
1: Freed. It is so good to be back here with you, Jordana, doing a Sunday special. We love these bite-sized episodes, right?
0: We do, and I'm excited. We have some very cool guests coming on at the end. We have the two Joes from Joe Millionaire for Richer Poor on at the end of this episode with a... Two-hour premiere comes out on Thursday, January 6th. This week, actually, 8, 7 central on Fox. Two Joes, you know, obviously better than one. And we got a chance to speak to them and they'll be on at the end of the episode.
1: I'm such a fan of the original Joe Millionaire where they brought a bunch of women on. They thought the guy was a billionaire and then he wasn't.
0: Amazing premise.
1: Amazing premise. And then now they've like switched it up. So they have like two guys and you guys are going to see at the end they're they're good guys, and they basically one's a regular Joe, and the other's uh, you know a millionaire. So it's uh, totally. a very cool concept, and it, like you know, I think what that show does, that like kind of our show does, is like we admit to the ickiness of dating, the the uncomfortable, you know, plot points that all of us humans kind of deal with, like the idea of like, does this person have money? Do they have debt? Are they doing? Am I doing better? Am I doing worse? Am I, you know, how do I treat my job? You know, Jordana?
0: Right. No, totally. I feel like those are considered like shallow things to judge someone on, but I really don't think they are. And so the show really like, it. it kind of explores that a little bit. And you know, the original Joe Millionaire debuted in 2003 and was the highest rated and most watched debut season for an unscripted series of the past 20 years, which is kind of incredible. Other people clearly fascinated by this concept too.
1: Well, that's the thing. It's, it's the stuff we don't want to talk about, the icky subjects, but those are the most fun to watch. You know, I mean, I just I, I think about this podcast when, in relation to it, just the idea that, like, it, it's the easiest thing in the world to be like, well, that doesn't matter. Because right. people have to agree with you because you, you know, you sound like a better person. And now we all get to know that you're a good person. and All of us are all trash, asshole, you know, money hungry, garbage people. But the reality is all of us are money hungry are you know, have that on our mind. Like, it's just the truth.
0: Of course it matters. And um, I think the email that we're about to do sort of delves into that, too, in a very interesting, real nuanced way. So I'm excited to get to it. Should we read the email?
1: Yeah, let's read it. Let's get into it. You you want me to do it? Yeah, sure. Okay. How to deal with making more money than my boyfriend. Hey, J&J, all the nice things. I have a question for you that I'm probably overthinking. I'm a woman working in a really well-paid, male-dominated field. Trust me, that's relevant later. I met a great guy over the pandemic on Tinder. He's 25 and I'm 34. Yep. When I met him in February, I was six months post mid pandemic breakup and from an eight year long thing. And I was mostly just looking for a little fun to brighten up a fairly shitty year. He's easily the sweetest, funniest guy I've ever been with and more than a little hot. And I'm honestly falling in love with him. We get along great, have the same sense of humor and have compatible values and long-term goals. Sex is okay. (laughs) 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 It's so funny. The, sex is okay, but he's only 25, so I'm sure he'll get better. Yeah, I appreciate you talk about it.
0: Yeah, I appreciate the honesty of that. Yeah, she's not saying everything is incredible.
1: No, he's a sweet 25 year old puppy. Hangouts in the beginning were mostly park walks, beach walks and hang at hangs at my place. But as things have opened up, we're going on more actual dates in addition to hang out, hang out a lot at my place. So here's the thing. I honestly make a little bit more than ten times as much as him, and I don't have any experience counting? handling that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she takes out a calculator. Right. <laughs> uh, I'm a little, <laughs> I'm a little further in my career. Well, yeah, that's to be expected. Thirty four yeah. versus nine 25. years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say you're a little further in your career. Obviously, a little older, and I've had a chance to get a little lifestyle, uh, get a little lifestyle creep.
0: She's saying, I've I've gotten to like creep into his life, what his lifestyle is like. Oh,
1: I've had a chance to get a little lifestyle creep. So far, we've been trading who pays for dates. But one, it feels awkward asking him to pay at all, knowing what he makes. Two, I feel awkward ordering what I want when he is paying. But sometimes I really do want three specialty cocktails and the seafood island. Sometimes he do salad <laughs> sometimes. That's, yeah, that's sometimes a night. So we've been talking a lot about medium, long-term plans this fall next year, and I'd love for him to be a part of them. But frankly, some of my plans uh, are a bit on the pricey side. Me and my friends get a ski cabin. Every-
0: <laughs> we get a Swiss chalet. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know if he'll be able to get there.
1: Uh, me and my friends gonna ski cabin every winter. There are some destination weddings coming up. Not to mention all the rooftop dining, all oh, the rooftops. <laughs> um, I want to do. I want to do all summer. All of my girlfriends are dating or married to guys who make the same or more, and all my guy friends have been dating and paying for broke twenty four year olds since their first paycheck. Frankly, I just want to pay for everything like my guy friends, but I feel like there's a double standard there. I don't want to embarrass or emasculate him. And while I could see this working out long term, I don't really trust my judgment on what will or won't last long term anymore. See, eight year boyfriend above. So, since he's only 25... I don't want to fuck him up by getting him used to being with some sort of weird sugar mama thing only to see him prowling hotel bars, wearing too much cologne and not enough buttons looking for cougars in three years. If this doesn't work out, he's too much of a great guy. I don't know. Help signed sort of wretch batch. What do we think?
0: Okay. Um, I'm going to address her last part first in that. I don't think it's her responsibility to wonder, to make sure that he doesn't get too comfy in this situation. And then now has to be like, (laughs) Wrangling older woman for the rest of his life. Like I don't think that's on her.
1: Yeah, you got right? you got him addicted to the to the to sauce. The <laughs> <life>. <laughs> like right? to the sweet life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, it doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah, that part I don't think is an issue at all. Everyone, you know, you, you can you could say that about anything in dating. Like, I don't want him to get used to someone I wouldn't want her to get too used to someone who takes out the garbage every every yeah. day. So I'm not gonna <laughs> do that just because like I don't want her expecting that from other men in the future. <laughs>
1: I agree yeah that's a little it's a little far off the cliff yeah I'm with you
0: I think her real issue and I think that it's interesting because this happens I think in a lot of cases for women who make more money than men and you see it a lot where like there's a sense of like okay we're feminist we can make more money than men sometimes we should make more money than men but it still feels weird to pay for shit for a man I think Mm. that's still the society we live in it's not like it's it feels weirder than I think it would for a man to pay for shit for a woman. Woman. And but that might feel weird too. I'm not saying that doesn't, but I do th- I don't think we've come so far in society that it feels that at least for me, I'm speaking for myself and the people that I know, that we're like totally comfy paying for a first date or taking men on vacations and just and feeling like it's totally fine.
1: Yeah. That's sh- I, I I listen. You can't help when you salivate from smelling a steak, so like <laughs> this kind of like lands in that territory. You can't help feeling good being taken out as a as a lady. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's a, whether that's you know the the idea of right versus wrong doesn't really exist in this. It's just how you feel, you know. So, and you can't tell someone to not feel weird when they're like trying to like pay for the guy and even though it sh- you know shouldn't shouldn't who you know it's just how you feel like right
0: I mean and it's what I'm saying it's like uh it, it's one of those things where it feels it feels wrong to feel weird about it but I think that's really what her email is about is that she does you like she does feel weird about it
1: it's like you've turned on your own. like we're you you know everyone's marching and you're like, well, we want the door held open, you know like right. It feels, well, it's like well, I mean like, small, but it's not.
0: Totally. And I think she's kind of like, I don't want to worry about she, she says, I don't want to worry about emasculating him, but I think the real thing is that she's worried about him feeling emasculated to her because she's not saying in any of yeah. this that he's having an issue. It's really all on her, but I think it, it feels icky to say that about yourself. So she's making it like, I wouldn't want him to feel either too comfy and used to this lifestyle or um, feel bad and and not feel like a man because he's not paying. I think the real issue is she doesn't want to feel like he's not a man because he's not paying.
1: Interesting. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I also think that there's a fear here. And she mentions the eight-year relationship that didn't work out where it's like, I would you know like there's a lot of pressure you're putting on this 25 year old who doesn't have the money for the you know if you're like if you don't say anything and you're like okay you can pay now this guy's like i can't keep up with the the bills you know and he goes you know what it'll just be easier if i just don't date this person anymore
0: yeah i mean that's a big it's funny because like you have that kind of thing every kind of huge difference that you have with the person you're dating adds another layer of like difficulty in bringing your two lives together and that could be like religion it could be money it could be literally like anything that's just widely different you kind of have to figure out how to come somewhere in the middle so i i don't know i mean to me it seems like she's not super she says she like would be like, happy to be like these guy friends, right? And I think if she wanted to not make him feel emasculated, the best way to do that is to just never bring it up and just pay for it and not even like and make it very seamless. Like there's different ways to pay for there's there's a way to pay for things by like stating how much they cost and then stating that you're covering them as opposed to oh, like do you want to come come to the ski weekend like and then just don't make it about like if if they make it about money it's one thing, but like you're not making it about money.
1: Do you think there's a way to bring it up where you have, you know, I don't know how long into this relationship they, they they're, they're pretty, far, I mean, they're far enough to be boyfriend, girlfriend, right? You'd be
0: planning for next fall.
1: Yeah. It's planning for next fall in the, in the winter or whatever. Would, is it, is there something to say like, Hey, can we talk about, you know, paying for dates? Like, would that be such a bad thing or would that you're, you're saying that would kind of ruin it for her as well?
0: Well, I think it's like if she if she's telling the truth and her fear is emasculating him, then like where does that conversation go? Where the conversation is where is that he says, yeah, I can't really afford to do those things. But like if you want to pay for them, like that's fine. Like is that where the conversation goes?
1: I I guess I'm trying to think because, you know, the age difference matters. Like to me, like, you know, he's not. He knows she's thirty four and he's twenty five. Like, right. so I, I think, like, as far as his ego is concerned, his ego, I think, will be fine. Like, I, I think, like, the when you're a twenty five year old dude and you're like starting out in whatever industry you're starting out in, you can, I think, there's a way for him to rash I, I like, I think this right. is different than dating someone who's also like, if she was dating someone who's also thirty four and he's a teacher and she's doing big finance like that's a little bit different than this where she's like yeah he's just starting out like even like the sex is okay but he's only 25 so I'm sure it'll get better yeah the same is to be said for his career like you know you right. make 10 times more now but that things change as he gets older like I think like acknowledging like hey like you're early in your career I can totally understand if like I don't want to put any undue pressure
0: on you to like try and keep up
1: with my lifestyle
0: Right. And then saying like, I want you to come to these things and like, I just don't want it to be weird if I'm paying for them.
1: And, and I, well done. I think like changing the, the, the narrative, like calling it a lifestyle is so different than you can't afford it. You know, (laughs) like, so it's like, Hey, I, I have certain things that I'm, I want at this age that I can afford. Um, you know, if you ever feel uncomfortable, with one of these events, if you ever feel like, oh, this is going to be like extravagant, I'm asking you to come to these things because I want you there. And I don't want you ever feeling like the pressure to like, keep up with what I'm doing because I know you're just starting out and you got, you know, you're trying to get your stuff together with your career. Right. I I think there's a way to like pump him up and be like, you know, you're going to be here in the future, even if he's not, you know, like, you know, you want to encourage him because I'm sure it doesn't say much about like what his career aspirations are. It just says like,
0: that he doesn't make that know, much money, yeah.
1: I I make ten times more, but like you're also nine years older. Right. You should be making a lot more.
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think that's a good way to do it, and then you can kind of have, if nothing else, it just opens up an honest conversation about like the way that they see money, how they feel about being treated, how that's how she feels about actually treating someone. Is that going to be? Does she? anticipate from being with him long term that he's going to eventually have a higher earning power is that matter to her does it matter to her that that he might never make as much as her
1: yeah i, I don't you know that that never comes up here like i i have to assume like what does she like does she find him great because he's funny and sweet you know like if is that the only thing or does he have passion does right. he go to work and work hard every day I'm sure that has to be part of why she's attracted to him. So Totally.
0: Like, I think that's a great point and just that everyone brings their own thing to the table, right? So maybe she thinks hmm. of one of the and it's and I think no one wants to say this but if you're the person who's bringing more money to the table, that's something you're bringing to the table. Right? Yeah. Maybe for him he's youth is a youth is something that you can't really buy either. Maybe he's bringing a youthful yeah. energy to things or a youthful spirit, which she clearly values. So it's kind of like we can't pretend that like everything that we do in a relationship or everything that's part of the relationship isn't something that we bring to the relationship. It's that's, not like I love you despite your money. It's like yeah, you can't. Right. You can't. You can't really like. Sometimes you can't really take apart those two things. Most of the times you can't.
1: It's a it's a really good point, because what you're saying, like, you know, the idea that he's on these dates like, oh, y- you make more money like he has no <laughs> idea. Like, no, he likes you because you're a boss bitch uh, or whatever. Right. You know, the stupid thing to say is like, you know, they they're your confidence, the way you are and the job you have, I'm sure are part of what he make him like, you know, makes him metaphorically hard for you. You know, like in, you know. It is funny that like, and what you're saying is like, we don't, we always assume someone does, everyone you're on a date with feels the same thing as you. I don't care if you're 24 and they're, you're you're 34 and they're 24. That guy is feeling what you're feeling. He's feeling that like, you are this like person who has a great job and is killing it. Like that's part of the sauce that makes him be stick around yeah because that's
0: part of who you are you can't say like and i mean that's the whole issue with like would you would you be with me if i were poor would you it's like that's not that would they would be a different person do you know what i mean it would affect who you are which is why i mean i'm gonna get a lot of shit for this but like that was my big (laughs) issue with the Meghan markle prince harry the first interview they ever did and she goes someone the interviewer was like asking her about harry and meeting him and she's like yeah. and someone wanted to set us up and all i asked was is he kind <laughs> and it's like no that's not what you cared about <laughs> you're going out with the prince of england like you can't pretend that, yeah, that yeah, had yeah. nothing to do with your decision he wasn't like a random guy working no, no. Yeah, at right. like a coffee shop like that's not, you can't, you can't wearing, say is he kind is the only thing that you cared about because that's just not true. That, you can't uncouple that from who the person is.
1: Keep that in. <laughs> We're not cutting that because it's true. It, he wasn't wearing the glasses with the nose and the mustache as a disguise. <laughs> and then she was like, take off that mask. Let me see the real you. You're so kind. That's not what happened. Right. Yeah, that's it, not
0: it, true. That's what happens in fairy tales maybe, but that's not accurate.
1: Yes. Well, that's how we all want to sound like we are, you know, like we want to sound like, you know, when you get to connect the dots going backwards, you get to go. All I cared about was that he was good with children. And it's like, no, you know, you can't. Right? He was wearing a fucking crown while you went on the date. Like, I think you 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 cared a little bit. And it's like we're only saying that about we're only making those assumptions about her because we would care about those. A
0: hundred percent like that. Yeah. If someone you know, wanted, when I was single and someone was like, do you want to go out with Prince Harry? My first question wouldn't be, is he kind? <laughs> <laughs> it no. would be like "What time.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, Where and when do the the horse drawn right. carriages arrive?
0: And again, not that that stuff doesn't matter and it doesn't play in, but that, I think by that, pretending that's your first question is to uncouple the person with all of the other things that go, you're not just a regular guy who happens, like being a prince is part of who you are. Being 25 is part of who you are. Being a wealthier 34 year old woman is part of who you are.
1: Everyone's a pie chart and we're getting the whole chart. You don't get to just take out a slice. You don't date a slice. You date all the slices that make up the whole pie. So, I mean, that should make this woman feel better to be like, hey, he knows the money situation. He's not oblivious. Hey, I live a lifestyle that I never want to make you feel uncomfortable trying to keep up with. I want you at every event. I want you everywhere I invite you. If I take out a credit card and pay, I hope that doesn't make you feel a certain way. And if it does, please let me know. Like, that's like right. a, a I think that's a totally way... conversation you need, th- and speak to them like they speak to them like for like, you know, because, you know, they like you for being you and you like them for being them. Just like Jordana, you said, like the youthful spirit. That's part of why you like them.
0: Totally. And I think it's also OK. She didn't really put this in there, but I think it's OK to add it in as a question of hers. But to just ask yourself, and you're the only one who really knows, knows this, let's say he never catches up to your earning potential. Let's say he's always making less than you. Are you comfortable with this in the long term? Are you comfortable with paying for this person always, potentially? And again, I think that there's nothing wrong with doing that. But I also think there's nothing wrong if that's not something that you are looking to do. I think it's kind of but, like just something to ask yourself.
1: Jordana, you have to assume that part of why Mike – fell for you or was intrigued but to go on dates with you Mm -hmm. and keep it going is part of you being you know creating betches don't you think
0: totally and i think like that i'm sure that's true for anyone that you see too it's like you're especially for careers like ours which are not like you know doctor lawyer very like straightforward Mm. things they're like different and they're i think anyone who goes out with you or doesn't go out with you is making a judgment Goes based on ways. those things, and and yeah, to separate myself from from this company, which I've created, I think would be um, disingenuous. Like part part of me is is, I wouldn't have, I also, wouldn't be myself if this wasn't my job. that would be a different person, and,
1: and that wouldn't be attractive. Like, I think it's unattractive mm. to be like, oh, that's just a little thing I do. Like, what? No, <laughs> that's your whole fucking life, you know? <laughs> like, right. It's a huge part of you. You know, like, it, it, if someone was avoiding it, I'd be like, wow, like, do you think I can't handle that information? Do you think I can't? You know, I would be, I don't want to be treated less than, you know, or given half the information.
0: Totally. Because I think what you do, who you are, your friends, your family, every, like you said, there's a pie chart. And you, if you remove one piece, the person changes. It's not like yes. you're the sum more than the sum of your parts, but you're also the the parts also fully matter.
1: Absolutely. Uh, listen, we have the two Joes from Joe Millionaire coming on, and Joe Millionaire for Richer or Poor premieres with a two hour event on Thursday, January sixth at eight seven central on Fox. Two Joes are better than one. It is a... I I think we both are on the same page on this. This is going to be a fun show. Uh, Fox is putting a fresh twist on one of the most watched dating shows in reality TV history. The new series features two single men with one huge difference. One is a millionaire and the other is not. 18 women will date both men, but they will have no idea which Joe is rich. As love connections are made and each guy finds his perfect match, the women must ask themselves, what is more important, love or money? Love it. So, people, we have the two Joes on. I think you guys are going to love them. Uh, They're great and fun and just regular guys. So, let's play some games with them.
0: Let's do it. We'll be right back. And we are back now with the stars of Joe Millionaire, which is coming out on Thursday, January 6th at 8-7 Central on Fox we are so excited to have the two Joes on. They're not really named Joe, but welcome, Stephen and Kurt. We're so excited to have you talk about all things dating, money, how much it matters, how much it doesn't. Welcome.
2: Thank you guys so much, Jordana and Jared. Appreciate uh, I know Kurt and I both, we're so excited to be on here today. Uh, it's been a whirlwind. It still feels surreal to both of us, but uh, we're excited to get going on this.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Happy to be here. Uh, it's my first podcast, actually.
0: <laughs> wow! Welcome, welcome. That's amazing. So, how is this whole experience? I mean, I mean, we're pre-recording, so you guys haven't really like fully done the like post-premiere weirdness of being in the world after being on this show. But how has the whole experience right. been? Are you like really excited? How's it going? <laughs>
2: Yeah, uh, I'm really excited to see it all play back. It's such a weird environment. Whenever you get down to uh, the set and you start filming, I know Kurt and I talked about this several times, you don't feel like uh, you're going to go in there and, and feel true emotions. Like, I, you know, I've watched reality TV and I always thought it was a joke. And like these emotions, people crying, it was all fake. Well, I can tell you from now experiencing it, those emotions are truly felt, and it's an emotional roller coaster the entire time.
1: Yeah. When people say it's fake, I'm always like, yeah, everything is fake. Like, but, you know, so is, you know, professional wrestling, but they still got to <laughs> jump off the top rope. You still got to <laughs> take the bumps, you know, like you still got to meet a human being. Yeah.
3: Yeah. The bruises are real. You know? So
0: having been on this show, do you kind of feel like, has it changed your perception of how much money matters in dating, how much finances matter? I mean, the whole show is based on that premise, right?
3: Yeah. I mean, it's, a, it was an interesting concept, um, you know, to, to, uh, take that out of, uh, the dating environment and, uh, you know, just put people together and see if their personalities match, you know, and, um, I guess removing the monetary aspect of dating.
1: Would you say it removes it or is it does is this actually acknowledging it? Because I think a lot of people, you know, like the idea that like you go on a first date and money doesn't exist. But mm-hmm. it's a part of and it's the part of people's you know boxes that they want checked yep. that they don't want to really admit to. It's a little bit icky. Like to me this mm-hmm. is them having to admit to it or not admit to it, you know? Mm, yeah.
3: No, very true. Yeah. I mean, has it hasn't changed my perspective, I guess, to the original question. No. You know, you know, money is, unfortunately, it's important. It makes life a hell of a lot easier. So, you know, a lot of women want that security uh, and look for that, I think, in a man, and that's, that's a, a good thing to look for. It's not a bad thing. So, no, I guess it hasn't really changed my perspective. I still think it's important. Um, do I think it's the most important thing? No. I mean, I would love to find a woman who would You know, live with me in a shoebox if we had to. But do I want that life for me and my future partner? No.
0: Right. It's funny how there's like, you know, you can judge partners on so many different things, but there's certain ones that are more socially acceptable than others. You know, it's okay to say, I want someone who's smart or I want someone who's really like friendly or charming. But once you get (laughs) into, I want someone who's attractive and I want someone who's rich, those are like (laughs) unacceptable. Are unacceptable yeah. things to publicly say that you want in a partner, even though I think obviously there's a level to which that matters for each of us. Right. Yeah.
1: And for the listeners at home, I mean, Joe millionaire, which, uh, you know, is premiering with uh, Kurt and Steven. Like we don't, we, we're not giving away last names here. We're just, we're going through because we're part of the show's premise. I, I watched the original Joe millionaire. The original okay. was, all these women show up, and this guy is said to be a millionaire. Like a prince and or something, he, I think he was. He's a prince, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's like, and he has all this dough, and then they, they get to the end, and they realize he is not as rich as he was. He's just a regular Joe. Mm-hmm. And in this one, now the revamped version, is one of you is quote-unquote rich, and one of you is quote-unquote the regular Joe. This is This is, and did you, could you see when people were meeting you, were they like, So, do you like caviar? Like, were they asking weird questions to try and figure it out? Like, were they like, how do you feel about the lay-down seats in first class? Like, were they asking (laughs) weird questions?
2: Yeah, oh yeah. You know, the women, uh, they knew what they were doing, and so they were trying to ask very pointed questions or even roundabout questions to try and get to the secret of it. Uh, Thankfully, Kurt and I had been trained up by Fox and our butler, Martin, on how we could dance around those questions without giving them a straight answer. And so, I think... What was the weirdest question you got uh there was so many i think some of them were interested in having kids like within the next year that one threw me off a little bit um went from not even knowing them to saying are you ready to start a family like in the next couple months and uh yeah that one threw me for a loop can
0: you explain this butler the what what is his role yes like i'm very curious because he was a very interesting part of the uh of the premiere of the trailer that we watched
2: he's gonna be a big part of the show for sure. What's his role? Yeah, the butler was,
3: he was the host. He was the host of the show. Um, and then, you know, he, he, along the way, we'd have funny little bits with him where he'd be teaching us etiquette lessons. So a little background too, to your earlier comment, what makes this show different than the first one is that Steve and I both, uh, regardless of who's the millionaire or not, we're both blue-collar boys, okay? We're blue-collar men who uh, work with our hands and have worked for everything we've got. So um, that was kind of an interesting take, and that, that's where we're both Joes. I think that was their point in that. Um, so the etiquette lessons and, and the butler, these are things that uh, Steve and I both are not you know, used to. Uh, we haven't grown up with that type of lifestyle, right? So uh, it was definitely interesting for both of us.
2: Yeah, I think, you know, Martin's character really grew as the show went on. I think at first it started off just as a host and, uh, you know, someone that really taught us those etiquette lessons. But as Martin really got emotionally invested in the show, you know, he's a father of two girls that are both the same age as some of these women that were on the show. And you could see him really start to connect emotionally, not only with Kurt and I, but with all the women. And so he became almost like a father figure, you know, even though he's playing the role of Butler, it's, it's truly like a father figure. And a mentor there on the show.
0: Oh, that's great!
1: So he's not a real Butler.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, no, he's not. He showed us pictures of what he actually looks British. like. Uh, yeah, he, he's he is, British. Yeah,
1: that is legit. He is British. Okay, yep.
0: that's that, yeah, that, it's enough. I, it's I, close I, enough I, to a Butler.
3: Yeah. yeah, the accent was real.
1: I just love the idea. He goes to auditions for a part, and they're like, "Yeah, you're gonna be like the host, but you're gonna be mm-hmm. like the butler." Then he's like, I, "Yeah, I guess I could do this." Then he <laughs> falls in love with everyone yeah. on the set. Like this is his new role.
2: Oh, it is. He killed it too. I mean, he's a, you know he's a Rod Stewart impersonator in everyday life, and so oh, usually, wow. he, yeah, he's he's usually got you know spiked up hair, and so now he's got this slick back butler look, and he played the role perfectly.
3: Yeah, that's it, so he was funny. such a professional too. I mean, well, well the accent was real. But other than the accent, he never broke character. No. Um, <laughs> he, he was amazing.
1: Daniel Day Lewis.
0: I can't yeah, wait to see great. that. Um, and then between the the, it's funny. I feel like you guys have a great, like really friendly rapport with each other. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, I kind of surprised by just because like you're dating the same women, right? Mm-hmm. So there's no weirdness in that. You're not kind of feeling like there was no competitiveness? In that? No,
2: that was my biggest fear going into the show is, uh, you know, finding out that there's going to be a second guy is, oh, great, this is just going to be a jealous competition. Are we going to be, you know, battling it out nonstop? And, uh, you know, whenever I first met Kurt, we hit it off right off the bat. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like Kurt said, we both see ourselves as blue collar guys. Uh, he's got a little better hair than I do. Um, and so, you know, but other than that, you know, we're real similar in our outlook, the, the ways that we value women and what we're looking for uh, in a long term partner. And so we've seen things eye to I, you know, during eliminations, we had to uh, decide on the women that we were sending home. And really, we were 100% consistent in who we wanted to send home. So we really struck a, uh, you know, a true brothership and a, a, Mm -hmm. you know, true partnership throughout the show.
3: Couldn't have gotten uh, luckier or more fortunate with, uh, you know, the men they chose or or chosen Steven. It was something that I was definitely very nervous about as well, because I didn't want to have a jealous competition. And we did hit it off straight away. And I think within a couple of days of the show, we coined it bro millionaire instead of millionaire. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, And then what were like the, when you said you guys were like aligned on sending which women home, what were your, like was, was part of your criteria? Like who seems like they're just here for the money. Is that like a big part of it?
2: Either money or, you know, uh, we felt like a few of the women may have been there just for the notoriety um, and being put on a platform. And so we were kind of trying to dive into that to see who was here for legitimate reasons and who wasn't. And so, yeah, we were asking questions back to the women to see if any of them were, uh, you know, what you could consider gold diggers or or whatever you want to talk about in that manner. But um, you know, and then, yeah, so we were definitely using that as criteria, no doubt.
3: Yeah, that that pure intuition, and um, in which our intuition aligned with most of these women.
0: That's great that you had someone to like roll that off of, too. I feel like in a lot of My, other.
2: I can assure you, there's no way I could have gone through the show without Kurt. It is like I said, it's an emotional roller coaster, and uh, I don't think we were fit to handle dating twenty women by ourselves. Um, we struggled enough with both of us. If you'd have just had one of us there, we—I don't know—we'd have probably been holed up in our room the entire time.
3: <laughs> yeah, look, we're both there because we uh, struggled to date one woman. So.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's kind of what I was wondering when you say that, like dating twenty women. What makes you sign up? Like, what's the you know, mm-hmm. what's the impetus? Like, what do you, you know? And to sign up, like, you know, a lot of people watch these dating shows. And it's it's interesting, like, you know, I like uh, watching dating shows and reality shows myself. And you get this response from people who hate them. And it's usually a certain person that feels like dating is very hard for them. So now this show is here messing with it. And so they get a very visceral reaction to any type of dating show. Do you, you know, what makes you say like, you know what? Uh, let's let's you know basically lie to a bunch of women see if this works out for better than being totally honest from minute one you know like I, how does that start yeah for me you know up until that point i was 26 years old
2: obviously what i'd been trying conventionally uh, in dating had not worked and so i thought why not? You know, this gives me the opportunity to meet women that otherwise I never would have met before. And, uh, you know, up until that point in my life, I'd only dated women that were very similar in what they like to do, uh, as far as their, their lifestyle, their hobbies. I only dated women that were similar to mine. And so this gave me the opportunity to come in with an open mind and, uh, you know, a, a blank slate and just start fresh. And so it, uh, it really, I think, uh, was very beneficial for both Kurt and I.
3: Yeah. I think it was kind of a YOLO moment for me. Um, I initially was very turned off by these types of shows and reality dating, um, thought they were very fake. And it did take a lot for me to even consider it. You know, they, they approached me about it. I, I said, no, I'm not really my thing. And, you know, talk to friends and family. And it's just kind of a point in my life where, you know, obviously single, you know, I was able to step away from work for a little bit. Um, in a position that afforded me to do that. So, you know, why not? uh, I figured I'd meet some women that I might not otherwise meet.
0: I'm very excited for the show. Um, Would you guys mind playing a little game with us? It's based on sort of the premise of the show. Mm -hmm. It's called Unpopular Opinions. Basically, (laughs) we're just going to give you some unpopular opinions that were submitted via Instagram and you decide if you agree or disagree. Okay.
1: All right. Let's do it. And you can see Kurt and Steven on Joe Millionaire for Richer or Poor. It premieres with a two hour event on Thursday, January sixth, eight, seven, Central on Fox. I'm very excited. Jordana, you're pumped too. I think this is gonna be I'm very (laughs)
0: excited. I love the premise. It's about all the things we talk about on this show dating, relationships, and the weird little things that make you uncomfortable. So (laughs) I love it. Okay, so our first unpopular opinion is it's never going to work out if you're from different social classes or financial backgrounds.
1: Disagree. Yeah, disagree.
0: What do you think, Jared?
1: I disagree as well. I I think to say it's never going to work out is crazy. You know, there's conversations to be had. I think also sometimes that I would assume that makes it easier. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, you know which sitcom you're walking into. You know, like, you know, it's like, oh, you know, Christmas at my place. OK, we're going to be, you know, in the woods. And then it's like, you know, we go do New Year's at your place. And it's like we get to be in the penthouse. Like, you know, it makes <laughs> it like uh,
0: things easier. They're both, they're both easier. good in their own ways. Yeah. Maybe, <laughs>
1: right? maybe you that, get, that, well, you get
3: a little switch up. Yeah. You offer different perspectives on um, yeah. and different point of views from life. And maybe that's yeah. what each other needs.
1: Yeah, point of views, too, but also the penthouse.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I was just going to say, I agree. I think, uh, you know, opposites attract for a reason. And I think uh, if you're both on opposite ends of the spectrum or different social classes, uh, financial backgrounds, I think that you bring out the best in each other and you kind of find that middle ground. Um, By like you said, you know, one night having a date in the woods and the next night a, a date in the penthouse. So it, it's a little bit of a curveball, but I think it actually works out.
0: Yeah, it's almost ideal because then you have one person who gets to be brought to be more down to earth. Mm-hmm. And the other person gets to uh, experience some of the finer things in life. So mm-hmm. everyone wins. Right?
1: right. A switch up. You know, life can get boring and monotonous. This adds mm-hmm. a little, a little <laughs> it flavor.
0: It does. And right. do another one.
1: Let's do yeah. another one. Okay. Unpopular opinion. Talking about what you do for work on a first date clouds your judgment of that person. Mm. Mm. Uh, I, I
3: would tend to agree. Honestly, it's, I hate first conversations, initial conversations, and it goes straight to what you do for a living. And, and I think for men, we often want to lead with that because uh, I think that we think that our work defines us. However, I don't think most people want to hear about that.
2: Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think uh, especially in a first date setting, um, you know, it comes across, even if you're trying to state it in a humble manner, it comes across arrogant. There's just Mm. no way to, especially on a first date, to have that, uh, to really talk about yourself without like trying to flex on, you know, Mm. whoever you're with.
0: Gary, what do you think?
1: Well, it's asking, would it cloud your judgment Mm. of the person? Um. So if they, you know, talking about what you do for work on a first date clouds your judgment of the person. I don't know if my, like to me, it, it creates my judgment. I want to know if they're passionate. I want to know if I, I kind of disagree with this. I I want to know if they enjoy what they do. If they don't like what they do, both are important. If they're, you know, if, oh, I do this, but I'm I'm really passionate about my side hustle. Like these are all things that like, I think are more helpful to get a gauge of like the type of person you're dating. Not really like, you know, I don't think it lives in this vacuum of like work person and not work person. Like that's a big part of your lives. Yeah. I think a
2: lot of character traits are shown in uh, you know, what your career is or what you do um, and how you speak about it. I think it's a, a very fine line you have to walk. If you're having that conversation to not step over the, uh, the edge of trying to be arrogant or uh, you know, force a flex on whoever you're with um but yeah i do agree that there's character traits shown in in what you do for a living and and you know how passionate you are behind it mm-hmm. Jordana, what do you think
0: yeah i feel like it's like anything else that you can and maybe should judge someone for is again like what less so like what is your job and more how do you think about your job how important yeah. of a role does it play in your life do you like it do you not because it is i mean it's funny it's like that's the thing that you do most of the more day. than anything Most of else. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I would want to know if someone's just like plodding along every day. You yeah. know, yeah. like it's like, oh yeah, it's just something. Totally. All let's,
0: right. Let's do what let's, let's do, do one, one, more. one more. Okay. Unpopular opinion. It counts as cheating if you're still going out with other people after the third date.
3: Um, <laughs> I wouldn't even.
1: Every man, every man I mean, <laughs> it,
2: it depends if that conversation's been had about exclusivity or not. Like for me, yeah. if it's the third date but it's just real casual, then I disagree. I don't think it's cheating if if it's just casual dates. But if there's that exclusivity talk, then obviously it is. I,
3: I, I would say. If you're still wanting to go out with other people after the third date, then, you know, you probably yeah. already know you're not wanting to commit to that person. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that answers the question or not.
0: Yeah, I, I disagree with this. With this. I definitely don't think it, I think it counts as cheating after you've established that you're not seeing anyone else. And then someone breaks that to me as cheating. But I don't think, mm-hmm. I don't think you can say it. You can, I don't even think that'd be true if you said sixth date or eighth date. It's like yeah. you have to have that discussion. That
1: conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah you could be let down by finding this out but that doesn't mean that you've been cheated on mm-hmm. but it's it's interesting that like people want to say people want rules so they want to go third date that means we are in the cheat zone so that they know that like they can vilify someone to get out of something, you know, very black and white. This is someone you could tell someone wrote this in and be like, just tell me the third date is it. So I know I can get there and be okay. You know, it's like they're, they're considering they're dating things as destinations, which is interesting.
2: Yeah. Third date for me. I mean, I'm thinking back to, you know, third dates with women and I still don't know a whole lot about them by the third date. That's only what six to seven hours of time
0: spent together. So I don't know. That's still pretty early on. It's crazy that there was a time when you'd have to just like marry that person after six or seven hours, they're like, all right, I already know everything like this is a long yeah. time. it's uh, funny yeah.
1: yeah, dating is uh strange these days. Now you get to go meet twenty women with your best bud, <laughs> yeah, and you know, hide some very critical information from mm-hmm. them. I, yeah. love you know? it. I love the idea of dating with your
0: friend. That could be yeah. its own premise for its own show. I mean, just oh. like the idea of. Wouldn't it, it be is, so much uh, more fun to date with a, with a friend? even right. uh, think you would think, right. you
2: would think that though but uh, I can tell you there was multiple points in the show where uh, all the women were you know talking together in a group setting and Kurt and I were nowhere to be found and that's because we were in the bathroom having an emotional breakdown we just mo- <laughs> we, yeah we, we felt like we were like uh the chum thrown to sharks out there so uh you know we said we were living every man's dream until you're in that reality and then it's a little bit yeah. of a nightmare sometimes truly
0: I can't, I can't wait to see how it all <laughs> unfolds um, and you guys can watch Joe millionaire for Richard with a two-hour event on Thursday, January 6th at 8, 7 Central on Fox. And you can watch it every Thursday at 8, 7 Central on Fox. And also, if you miss an episode, you can watch it anytime on Fox now and Hulu. Thank you guys so much for coming on. This was really fun. I'm really, really excited for the show. Are you good? yeah. Can't wait. Yeah, sure.
2: it's going to be good. It's going to be a lot of fun, full of twists and turns, full of drama. And 100% of it is authentic. I can tell you uh, because I was a non-believer in reality TV and now being on it everything that happened was true emotion and truly authentic yeah and you guys seem
0: like very authentic guys so i feel like i'm glad we got you before the show premiered and you're
1: (laughs) (laughs) on a totally
0: different level of authenticity we know (laughs) we know how it
1: goes (laughs) i
3: think we both pride ourselves on being very genuine and um i think that was honestly one of the reasons why the producers selected us to be a part of the show uh, because they were wanting to present something that was authentic and genuine to the audience
0: that definitely comes across
3: and Jordana, I, I've got a few friends that I'd like to wear with you on your comment about man buns.
0: <laughs> oh no! Got out there. <laughs> wow. Uh, um, uh. Okay. Well, we'll discuss off air. I apologize to offending <laughs> for kidding. offending the digging. man <laughs> for offending the man bun community. I know you guys have a stronghold somewhere.
2: <laughs> we do. Yeah.
0: I, I once dated a guy with a man bun, so it's it's okay. probably just my my built up, you know. Got it. Uh, resentment. resentment. Yeah, yeah exactly. You're Taking it out on the man bond community. <laughs> I actually like a good man bond. Anyway, awesome. thank you guys so much for coming on. This was such a great time. And again, you guys can get more of Joe Millionaire for Richer or Poor on January 6th, 87 Central on Fox.
2: Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Enjoyed it. Yeah. Thank you guys. Thanks, guys.
1: All right, Jordana, we solved dating again. We did it. We'll be back on Wednesday, right?
0: Yep. See you then. Bye. You Up is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales-Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Maddie Paul. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at YouUpPod on Instagram and Twitter. And send us your emails to uup at betches.com. Betches.